And welcome to the Career Launcher Podcast. This is Gijo, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about XAT, the XLRI Aptitude Test. This is conducted by XLRI primarily for their management programs in both their campus in Jamshedpur and NCR. Now they have three programs. The two program that they have is a two-year full-time program. One is the business management program, which is like the normal MBA program. The second is their specialized program on human resources, considered one of the best in Asia and the very best HRM uh, human resource program in India. And they, by the way, their business management program is also in the top five in this country. So XLRA is an awesome institute. They also have a one-year program for people with more than five years experience. That is a GMP, which is a general management program for all this. They accept the ZAT. For the general management program, they also accept the GMAT score. Uh, but for other two programs, it is only ZAT. Apart from XLRI, the ZAT is also accepted by about 110 institutes in this country. So you've got institutes like uh, XIM Bhuvneshwar accepting it. A lot of other institutes, APNI, I think IMT, you've got MICA, and a lot of colleges do accept the ZAT score. So if you are a serious aspirant, then ZAT is an examination that you must take. Now, one of the things that you would have probably heard about ZAT as an exam is that it's very, very tough. Oh, it is tougher than the cat. Now, there is some truth to it, but that truth was in the past. If you look at the old ZAT paper, if you go back maybe ZAT in 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, during that period of time, yes, the paper was a bit tough, the maths was tough. But if you actually look at the questions, the paper from, let's say, 2015, or even if you look at the paper in 2023, the one that happened uh, in January of 2023, or, the, or January of 2022 or 2021, it is actually not very tough. In fact, if you actually look at the structure of the paper, you will, you will, you will see that it's a paper that you can, that is probably actually, actually better than CAT for you. Now let's understand the paper first. The ZAD comes in two parts. There is a part one and part two. All, all this part you have to do it on the same day. Okay. The part one has got three sections. The first section is English, or what they call it, verbal ability and logical reasoning. Now don't get confused with the word logical reasoning there. In the CAT, when you look at logical reasoning, you're thinking more in terms of analytical reasoning. The questions where you have Let's say four people in four different cities having four different cards and those kind of questions. But here is very different. This logical reasoning is more in terms of critical reasoning. And what are critical reasoning questions? These are questions where you get this short argument in form of a paragraph. Uh, and then the questions are asked in terms of what is assumption made in the argument, or which of the following can strengthen the argument, which of the following can weaken the argument, what inference can you draw from it, and things like those. So it is an out-and-out English section. So you've got this section, which is the verbal ability and logical reasoning. There are 26 questions. Uh, then you have the second section, which is unique to ZAD. That section is known as decision-making. And what does decision-making have? Decision-making is primarily about uh, you making a decision. Well, that's a simple, simple way to put it. Basically, you are, you are given a, a case slate or a case study 
which means the case could be that uh, a gentleman has been running a tea stall uh, next to a hospital and most of the clients are from the same hospital and the hospital also has a, a, a food court inside it the people actually come here because it is cheap but then you actually see there is a food court uh, he can actually move inside the hospital and that's a case and there are questions which of the following uh, would uh, best help him to make the decision to move to the hospital or which of the following is the best course of action okay questions like those and you have have options from which you can choose and then you have uh, maybe it could be a personal dilemma case uh, or or ethical issue case it can be anything so you so it, it's more uh, using logical reasoning and to get to the answer so you have got decision making section the decision making section may also have uh, analytical reasoning questions but not many if at all it could be one set but majority of the questions that you get here are the decision making questions and this decision making questions you will get 22 so verbal ability or english is 26 question decision making is 22 questions right and then you have the third section which is math quantitative ability and data interpretation so this is the same math topic you've got arithmetic algebra numbers geometry uh, modern maths the same very similar to the area topics are more or less same plus data interpretation questions and you get 28 questions there overall in this part one you have 76 question now to solve the 76 question the time limit is 175 minutes that is close to three hours so imagine cat cat out of for the 66 question in the cat you are given two hours here to solve the 76 questions it's almost three hours the second thing is there is no sectional time limit you can actually move on or solve in whichever order that you want to solve right so that's another thing so this is great uh you have the only the, the difference is there are five answer choices here the cat has got four answer choices you're picking one you're you're picking five answer choices and the negative marking so you get a negative marking uh, so every question carry one mark and if you get it wrong you get minus 0.25 that's a negative but there is also a negative marking for uh, not answering a question so the it goes like this so for the first eight questions that you did not answer there's no penalty every question after that you get a penalty of 0.1 so actually you don't really have to bother about it uh, in the sense that for you to lose one mark because you made mistake the negative marking is minus 0.25 right so if you if you get four questions wrong then you lose one mark here you have to, for you to lose the first one mark so eight eight questions there is no negative marking first eight right uh, if you if you don't attend the question others is negative 0.1 so to lose kind of one mark if you don't attempt a question that is you're not attempting 10 questions and given the fact that eight is free that's like for the first 18 questions what you lose marks you'll have one mark you have to you have to not attempt 18 questions and in negative marking, you will have to attempt, if you get four questions wrong, you will get minus one. So basically you have to ignore the fact that there is a negative marking for non attempted question. But you actually look at it. So you have the three sections, right? Within part one. And now we have part two. Part two has, is, is, is 30 minutes. right? And it has got two kind of questions. 
one is there is uh, general knowledge or general knowledge about 25 questions and there is an essay so you are given three topics uh, you can pick uh, any one of the topic and answer the question so you uh, so they have it's like one of, one of the topic uh, that was asked last year was taking risk in life uh, so and then or other topic was decarbonization by india to achieve the target of zero carbon emissions is hampering uh, the indian industry so you can pick one of the topic any one of the topic and write it so there is 30 minutes for this now the thing is there is no negative marking here and this is not evaluated in the first stage of selection process the marks are counted only in the second stage that is when you get a call and this is for xlra right but for other institute that uh, takes the xlra score they they have their own process for the second stage so the part 2 is not considered by the other colleges which have to accept the stat score so everything here is basically depend upon uh, you you get a short list is basically completely on, on you um, the, the first part which is part number 1 right so part number 1 again consists of verb english 26 questions decision making 22 questions quant 28 questions so what is a good score now when you look at xlra uh, for their program what are the kind of cutoff they have so they have this sectional cutoff sectional cutoff typically is around for the business manager it's about 75 to uh, 80 percentile would be the sectional cutoff so they have for verbal ability so each year they have sort of different uh, the cutoff varies so it's it's usually about 70 75 or 80 percentile for instance uh, you you can have for the business management program the verbal ability cutoff is 75 percentile the decision making cutoff could be about 70 72 percentile and the maths cutoff could be about 80 percentile and for the hrm program so cutoff for uh, verbal could be uh, it's about 80 percentile for the decision making about 70 percentile and quant is about 75 percentile so they also have a different cutoff for male and female candidate the female candidate the cutoff is slightly lower than the main candidate but okay so that's fine uh and then the overall cutoff is roughly about 90 to 94 percentile so for instance uh, typically for the business management program the overall cutoff is about 94 percentile and for the human resource program the overall cutoff is about 90 92 percentile and for xlrs institute they will give a call interview call if you clear these cutoff in the exam so unlike the iams iams also add those application rating score with 10 10 standard marks and 12 marks and graduation marks so on and so forth xlra does not do that they call you for the interview right and sort of if you want to translate uh, uh, the, that is percentile that i was talking about you want to kind of understand the scores that is needed for you to do well overall you are looking at scores anything about 30 plus so out of out of out of uh, the 76 question that you have if you get 30 questions 30 marks including after counting all the negative marking then you kind of clear the cutoff and the section wise cutoff is uh, remember the v, uh, english section had uh, uh, 26 questions so the cutoff is about 8 and 9 ish if you get about 8 questions correct net correct you're done and when you look at decision making the total number of questions is about 22 it's about 7 8ish and for maths uh, out of the 28 uh, questions it is about 8 to 10ish right there have been years when the cutoff has been very low 
uh, as well, but typically that sort of is a cutoff. But if you want to aim uh, sort of good score here, right? If you want to get upwards of sort of 99 percentile plus, the cutoff, mind you, is in in the range of 90 to 95 is where you have the overall uh, cutoff. But you want to get scores of 99 percentile plus. You really want to get uh, great scores. Then you're looking something that is sort of close to 40, right? Uh, so something that is sort of close to 40. Uh, 40 questions out of the total 76 questions. So, if if you kind of prepare for the CAT, by and large, you this is taken care of. So, just just to give you an insight in terms of how each of the section looks like. So, when you have the English section, which is known as the verbal ability and logical reasoning section, you typically get about four passages of 12 questions each. Reading comprehension will be about roughly about 12. And these passages would be about 300 words passage, which about three questions each. Okay, And they have one poem. So there is a poem that is given and a couple of questions are asked. So you also have poem comprehension. Uh, so that's so the comprehension uh, would be about these 15 questions. Uh, then you have paragraph based questions. Like I told you the critical reasoning question, a short passage is given and then uh, you are asked to uh, find uh, uh, the assumptions, uh, inferences, and things like those, which in one sense still uh, very close to comprehension. That's about four to five questions. You will get paragraph jumble, uh, wherein you've got four sentences or five sentences or jumble, and you have to pick the right order. Here, of course, you've got answer choices. You have to pick the right one. That's about a couple of questions. Then you may have a couple of vocabulary-based questions, which is like a sentence is given with a few blanks. You have to pick in the right word. And a grammar-based question, finding error, that's about three. So a majority of the question is actually comprehension. Reading comprehension and poem comprehension constitute close to about 73% of the paper. Then you have these uh, uh, reasoning-based question is about 8% of the paper. So about close to about 80% of the paper is purely comprehension-based. That means that is absolutely very close to CAT. And then you have probably about 20% of the paper is, uh, is, is the one that is based on uh, uh, so based on this knowledge-based question, which is vocabulary and grammar, right? So your preparation for this examination could be very, very similar to that of the CAT. So, so if you prepare for the CAT, by and large, you prepare for the ZAT. It's just that you have to get used to uh, the ZAT kind of questions. That's about it. But otherwise, the fundamentals is kind of more or less the same. And then you have the second section, which is decision making. Like I told you, you get uh, some case caselets. So you had, you typically get about uh, either, the, for example, if I look at uh, ZAC 2020 and 2021 and the one that happened in 2022, you were given seven caselets with three questions each. There were 21. In 2023, ZAC, uh, there were uh, uh, four, four, uh, 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 the two question sets so two caselet with uh, uh, with uh, four questions in total and which is about two questions each and uh, and then you had these uh, uh, other caselets had three questions each uh, so you had about and then uh, you have uh, five of them so five had three questions each and two had two questions each so seven sort of caselet and you had a sort of log uh, di type data set 
so this is more in terms of logical reasoning that was asked, which was three questions. So, but majority of the paper is decision making. And uh, and when it comes to quantitative ability, uh, so for example, if I look at uh, the last year, arithmetic, right, about eight questions. Arithmetic, as you know, is uh, these these ones, percentages, profit and loss, similarness, common interest, time speed is distant, time and work, uh, averages, ratio proportion, things like that, about eight questions. Algebra, uh, you had uh, about uh, five odd questions. And then you had uh, uh, geometry, which is about three odd questions, number system about four odd questions, probability about a couple of questions, and the rest is uh, your data interpretation questions. So usually the number of data interpretation set could be either one, two, or three. Uh, there is nothing that is fixed, but the but typically what you find is uh, sometimes you will find uh, two data interpretation test set uh, with three six questions. There are years when there were three data interpretation sets. There were years there were four data interpretation sets. So otherwise, other so the the, the you, you get about uh, twenty two odd questions in maths and about remaining six odd questions in uh, data interpretation. But the level of difficulty is 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 very manageable. You and 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 you essentially you're looking at. Uh, your, your preparation, whatever preparation that you do for the CAT should kind of suffice here. So, if you are someone who is, and you must be someone who is looking at preparing for both CAT and ZAT, it must be, uh, these are the few things that you have to consider. The number one thing is that ZAT as an examination happens in the month of January, right? CAT happens in the month of November. So, you have a good 30 days after the CAT. And since most of the uh, kind of questions that are asked uh, in ZAD is, is by and large covered by CAT. So your entire quant is covered, your reading comprehension uh, is by and large covered, your English is more or less covered. You have a few questions of grammar and vocabulary which you tend not to kind of focus too much during CAT. But I'm sure that for other examinations, you tend to at least build because of the preparation that you do um, the, in terms of reading a lot, I think that your vocabulary anyway will get built. So it's kind of covered. The only, only area that you have to look at is decision making, which actually is also very manageable in those 30 days, right? So you can actually prepare your uh, uh, ZAT preparation immediately after the CAT, which is what majority does. But if you are very, very serious about it, you can start a bit early as well. So typically the, the best resource that you want to use, of course, is to use the actual ZAT papers. So you get ZAT papers from 2008 is available. The actual ones, every single year the paper is available. So you have uh, resources with you. And I'm sure that uh, whichever is a program that you're enrolling into, I'm sure that there will be uh, a, a, a add-on session on ZAT, which will help you as well. So let's say about a five, let's five to six mock tests should be good enough. Or maybe even eight. Eight should be good. So in, in every week, you can take about two tests plus the past uh, papers and certain ex extra practice for decision making. And that should by and large cover ZAD. And I really want to encourage you and say that ZAD as an examination is something that you must do and is not a difficult test. There are obviously challenges, but this is something that you can definitely manage. Right?
all right i'll see you in the next uh, podcast thank you